I'm Ruth Blakely. And I'm Carolyn Trubby. And today we are talking about wine experience. Not just our wine experience, but your wine experience. We are talking about Bella Cecilia because, well, I just got back from Italy and we stayed at um, a wine resort. Yes, there is such a thing, which is really created for people like me. Um, Can I come next time? (laughs) Absolutely. It would be fun. Uh, The wine resort we stayed at was uh, owned by Planeta. It's called La Foresteria. And um, so our room which was lovely and very large and if you've been to Europe you know that the rooms are not usually large but the room was beautiful and huge and we had this wonderful little patio and outside of our little patio was the herb gardens for their Michelin star restaurant that then looking down the hill to the beautiful grapevines and then to the ocean Oh my goodness. So that it, sounds like paradise. It to was me. heaven. Yeah. I can only imagine how those herbs smelled too it on was, your patio. It was amazing. And of course in in Italy, wine and food is life. And in Sicily even more so. So Ugh. you would add family certainly to that. So Sicily is a lot more rustic for people that have traveled a lot. It is more it is um not quite as tourist friendly as perhaps other parts of Italy, but it also means it hasn't been overrun. So incredibly beautiful. So um, my first experience with Sicilian wine was Marcella because I would cook with it. Have you had any experience with Sicilian wine? I guess the short answer is not that I know of. Not n- not, not intentional. Let's just say no. Okay. Not intentional. <laughs> so this is my first and uh, and I'm excited that you're back and that we get to taste a few treasures. So Sicily, of course, in the middle of the Mediterranean, has amazing weather, typical Mediterranean climate. They get a lot of sun. It's very warm. Um, it's very vine friendly. And for a long time, um, do some perhaps questionable decisions from the Italian government to sponsor high density plantings, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The quality of Sicilian wines kind of suffered. Um, But in the last probably 20 years, that's really started to change. And there's really some spectacular wine that's being produced on the island. And it's so exciting to be able to share some of them. And I've brought wines today that are very much about the island. So fantastic! if you think about uh, the pictures that you might have seen of Sicily, it is really dominated particularly on the east side by Mount Etna, which is an active volcano. It is uh, close to 10,000 feet high and beautiful and has a huge impact on the climate. She creates her own weather, of course, and the soil because the soil is volcanic. So there's some beautiful crisp whites. Catarata is a Sicilian grape. I'm going to start, stop here and apologize to everyone for my incredibly poor pronunciation. <laughs> I bet you it's not as bad as you think. <laughs> despite, despite a month in Italy, I still my accent is still awful. Well, yeah. that's not what this is about. No. It's about drinking wine and enjoying it and experiencing it. And, right. and, and I'm so pleased to hear a few of your stories and learn a little bit about uh, Sicily and their wines. And their wines. So we're going to start with, um, not surprisingly, something from Planeta because they were very gracious to me. So one of the one of the native grapes of Sicily is Greconico. 
and the Planeta Alastro, and I will pour this for us right now because I can. Um, the Planeta Alastro is really crisp, really fresh. It is not 100% Grecanico. It also has Grillo and a little bit of Sauvignon Blanc. So Sauvignon Blanc would be considered an international grape variety, and it's a fairly small percentage. And they're doing that. They wanted to bring the acid level up because oh, okay. this wine, as in as with most wines in it, in Italy, is designed to be consumed with food. Right. So when you think of Mediterranean food, um, a lot of seafood and lovely cheese and a little bit of meat and all that kind of stuff. So this is crisp, a little bit of mineral, but I'm going to let you... You want s- that little little tiny punch of acid? Then. A little tiny punch of acid. And if you look at the color, it's actually bordering on gold, which is not really something that you see an awful lot of when we're drinking white wines because people often drink, you know, Chardonnay, Mm -hmm. which is lemon yellow usually, or some of the other more, you know, Sauvignon Blanc is usually a little bit greenish even. It has a gorgeous color. It's, I would, I would describe it as sort of a, a medium color, if that makes any sense. It's not really light and yellowy and, and, um, uh, there's some depth to the color. There's some depth, but it doesn't have, as you said, that, that sort of rich yellow that you see in in some of the oak right. chardonnays as right. well. Right. So, I'm getting some some floral in the nose. There's quite there's some lovely floral in there. It smells beautiful. And this is 13.5 percent alcohol, so that's a little bit higher than you're going to normally expect in a white wine. Mm-hmm. Um, Sicily is quite warm, and so when the weather is really warm, the grapes get very ripe. And when they get very, you think about ripe fruit. Right. It gets sweet. Exactly. Sugar turns into alcohol. And, and that's here we how, are. And this is how you end up with a 13.5% <laughs> alcohol white wine, which, you know, kind of... I'm okay with that. Yeah, exactly. And we are tasting these out of ISO tasting glasses, so they're relatively small, but it gives us a consistent um, flavor profile. So if you're drinking everything from the same glass, then you know what to expect. And I see a very interesting look on your face, Miss Caroline. Well, it's first of all, it's delicious. It's refreshing and gorgeous. And uh, I would say it's it's got a, a lightness to it. I'm getting a tiny bit of effervescence, like just a hint. Are you getting that too? Hmm. And so a little, lot. Maybe maybe I'm mistaken. It. I'm just getting like a hint. It is. It, there is definitely a freshness to it. Right. Um, it's lovely. It has a beautiful finish. If you heard that slurping sound, that's me <laughs> pulling the wine across my entire tongue so that I can get as, extract as many flavors and aromas. Because, of course, we taste with our nose. So, um, you know, you're pulling all of that air up into your sinus. I keep doing it while you're speaking, so I'm trying to be quiet. <laughs> you can slurp. We can slurp. So wouldn't this just be lovely with a little bit of calamari? Oh, just on his own is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, our first, our very first episode, we talked about how when you experience wine, it, t- it takes you to a place oftentimes. And I can just imagine you sitting on that patio and uh, enjoying some sips of this. And I can just imagine uh, 
the beauty of that and also how this takes you back there right now? Well, I, I can't help but do so because I was... Um, Planeta is a family-run one, family winery. Um, there are 14 cousins who run it together. Can you cool. imagine? And I was lucky enough to spend an afternoon with Chiara Planeta, who was just the most lovely she's a brilliant woman who just knows so much about the history of the family and the wine and there's such a deep connection with the soil and we had the opportunity to go for a little walk in the vineyard but it was really a tough trip I gotta tell you (laughs) I was gonna say that sounds like a dream so we went for a walk in the vineyard and you know we spent some time in the barrel room and if you've ever been to a barrel room at a winery, there is this amazing aroma that, you know, it's the oak and it's the um, wine and it's the yeast and it's the history because this wine is from the original Planeta estate. They now have five, but this is from Ulmo near Memphis, which is their first, that was where the first plantings were in the 1980s. But their family... Uh, has owned that land for 500 years. Oh, my. 500 years, if you can imagine. And there are many nods to that that you can see. It's very near. That's the, unbelievable. That's so, that's so much history. Oh, and the generation upon generation really building on what those before them uh, established and what they started and began and um, so that's why I was a little bit curious about um, why they decided to add uh, the, you said Sauvignon Blanc. Yeah, so the, the, the Grignot is an actual local Sicilian grape, so no surprise there. And that's actually, it makes a beautiful um, varietal wine. Remember when we're talking about a varietal, varietal wine, that's a wine that is made from one specific grape, right? As opposed to Bordeaux, which is a blend of many grapes. Although it may be made from 100% Merlot or 100% Cabernet, but... We could completely go off topic there. <laughs> um, but I, but the Sauvignon Blanc really does bring a little bit of extra acid and a little, just a ditch more um, brightness. I, I have to say, I wholeheartedly approve because uh, I'm getting lots of beautiful fruit flavors, but also, as you said, it's nicely balanced. There's that bit of acidity that that um, I actually really enjoy in a white. So it's, uh, it's, to me, perfectly balanced. It's a beautiful one. And it finishes for about a week, right? You take a sip and I can, I mean, <laughs> I have been yammering here for about 10 minutes and I can, can still, still taste, taste it, it yeah. which is really the, the mark of a quality wine. This wine to me is those hills around Sambuca de Sicilia, which is where Ulmo is. And for anybody that wants to remember, you might have seen a story on many, many, many news networks. Sambuca de Sicilia is the town where you can go buy a place for $1. Oh, boy. Um, beautiful little town. Not now anymore, though, I bet. After uh, well, the story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are some challenges, of course, with, with building in Italy, but we just won't get into that. Oh, wow. there, there were a couple of moments as we were walking through the vineyard and we were talking about the wild boar in the hills and watched the rabbits run across the field and we're near this 250-year-old olive tree that her great-great-great I might have, grandfather planted. No um, way. Oh, it's such history. Well, I like the taste of those hills, I'll tell you that. <laughs> exactly. It's the taste of the hills. So, um, 
Planeta wines are really quality wines. So these are not your $15 specials. I was just about to ask what, what this bottle uh, runs for here. Between $25 and $30, depending on, on where you get it. So it's not an inexpensive wine, but the quality is very high. I was just going to say, it, it, it's certainly not a cheap tasting wine, that's for sure. And well, well worth, in my humble opinion, and, and really, I, I don't know much about these, you know, Sicilian wines at all, um, but well worth 25 to $30. Yeah. This is just, I can, I can imagine this um, being delicious with, with any seafood, any chicken, any salad dish. Like I, I, I'd be hard pressed to think of something it wouldn't be, you know, match with. Yeah. It's a beautiful Uh, wine. It's a lovely wine. Are we ready for number two? Sure. Let's do that. So number two is. I'm I'm still enjoying this one. Oh, you can, (laughs) you you don't have to stop. You can continue to drink that. Um, Again, I wanted to talk, and there are beautiful, uh, Sicily has beautiful Syrah, because if you think about the hills, because everything in, Sicily is uphill both ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and this <laughs> That's any, not good for your feet. No, no. I have a small injury. and But anyway, you know, you just, as needs must, right? You just walk. Um, I was going to say, it's it's good for your soul. It's, yes, exactly. Uh, not, not the soles of your feet, but the, <laughs> the other one. Your, yes. Not the, yes. Not the, the yeah. O-U-L, not the O-L-E. So um, the wine that will probably make Sicily famous again for wine is probably from this grape. So this grape is called Nero Davila, and it is a native Sicilian grape. Um, And what do you smell, my dear? I am smelling some very rich, I'm smelling blackberry, blueberry, like dark, dark berry fruits. I'm, I've only just started sniffing here, so but but you saw my face. You saw my face go, wow. It is, it's just, so Nero Davila is usually extremely full-bodied. Um, and so people that like, you know, we talked about Syrah and Shiraz. This um, comparable body to Syrah and Shiraz, not as much tannin. And I'm not smelling as much spice as you would get from... You can get in Nero Davila a little bit of pepper and spice. Okay. Not particularly in the Baglio Normano, which is what this is. Um, the color's gorgeous too, by the way. I keep interrupting you, I'm sorry. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, it's it's just this rich... I, I wouldn't call it purple and I wouldn't call it burgundy. I would call it right between those two. Just, is that what you would, would you agree with that? Or would I you would, call it something else? I would call it a deep ruby. Ruby. Because if I look at my ruby ring, and I <gasps> look at that, there you go. That's See? crazy. That's beautiful. You're right. Oh, now I know this is ruby. <laughs> so it would be a deep ruby. Because uh, it's, you're right, it's not quite purple. So narrow Davila, um, very fruit driven, very fruit forward. You can get black cherry. Sometimes you can get prune. There's also a little something else, and I can never quite place it with Nero Davila, but it is really common, and it's a little bit, a little bit of eucalyptus, perhaps. Yeah, I was gonna say mint, minty. Yeah, a little bit of mint, menthol, right? Menthol, minty, a little bit of that. Um, so this is a, a pretty uh, classic Nero Davila. Uh, it is available in a lot of places. It's it's not a huge winery, but it, certainly it's available uh, in a lot of places in Canada. And we're a little bit, how is our alcohol here? 14%. 
Uh, I made a funny face there because I I just miss sipped a little bit and I didn't want to have a big coughing fit. So let's sip together here and okay. it's always I I can I always seem to be able to get more out of that second right. um, taste. Just the first one's a bit of a shock on the palate and there's just all kinds of stuff going on in the second swallow. You can kind of calm down a bit and um, right. It's the think about it's what the holy smokes <laughs> and then the what have we got here. Right, right. So, exactly. So, so this will Cheers. be my holy smokes one. <laughs> hmm. So I think the tannins are really nice. Like they're there, and that tannin. Go ahead. Well, I, they surprised me a little bit because you said they weren't. They it's, weren't too prominent, and they're not. But I think that in my head, I was expecting none, and so it's a nice. Um, uh, it's it's just a well balanced tannin. There's not it's not in your face, but it's definitely there. And it, you use the phrase it coats the tongue. I find this one especially to do that. It's just all over my mouth and my tongue and the roof of my mouth and I mean it's just everywhere. It's uh, it's really uh, got this beautiful big fat gorgeous uh, cherry and black, but just all of those dark berry fruits that we talked about those flavors are super prominent but with the tannin too it doesn't it's not sort of um it doesn't give the the sense of of being too sweet at all it's just uh beautiful um a little bit of really well oh yeah yeah actually in the back of the throat there just in the back of your throat so the nice thing about naradavala and while i do believe it will be the the grape that um reestablishes Sicily as a place where you can get serious wine. I think Nero Davila certainly can um, step into the place where Melbeck lives now because it has many of uh, similar characters in that there's lots. Like, it's it's bold without being in your face. It has enough tannin for structure, but they're very well integrated. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. And so not all, not all Nero Davilas are the same. Um, the nice thing about this, so what would you expect to pay for this bottle? I I would, well, <clears throat> I think knowing you and knowing what you're going to bring to the podcast, <laughs> I would expect to pay $28, $30 for this. But that's only because I know you and I know what you bring to the podcast. So if, if you just gave this to me blind, though, and we weren't doing a podcast and I didn't know what you kind of tried to... Um, you know, shoot for in terms of price range. I, w- I would say, I would actually guess like way higher than that, 35 to 40. And this bottle is under 20 bucks. Unbelievable. Really, truly. And in the States, even less, of course. And I, uh, you know, obviously because it's a red, obviously. <laughs> I'm imagining. Yeah, did we say like that though? Gorgeous... We might not have said that. <laughs> Ruby was well, probably we talked the about that. Yeah. Um, uh, I would. I'm. I'm just imagining a, a, a perfectly done sort of medium rare flank steak or something that you on a salad with this with some oh, yeah. olives to start or to finish. I don't care. I love olives. I love so. olives too. And there was olives. I was. Everywhere. I'm jealous of that. <laughs> I don't know because, how many olives I consumed in well, a month, but and, a lot. And they probably do a fantastic job every single time, right? You're just laughing. In Italy, they have this lovely um, <clears throat> tradition. And of course, you pay for it. It's built into the price of your 
beverage that you're buying. Right. But whether you're buying um, a bottle of Prosecco overlooking the water in Venice, we might have done that, mm. um, or a couple of cocktails sitting on um, a patio of a lovely bar looking at the sunset over Mount Etna, we might have also done that. They will be... <laughs> I'm just getting progressively more jealous. <laughs> they they always bring you these lovely little snacks, oh, nice. right? So they'll bring you nuts and olives and oh, um, very nice. My hubby's to my hubby's delight, often chips because you know there are a great many Americans who visit Italy, and sometimes they're not too interested in the weird stuff, but they are always happy with chips. Oh yeah. So when you talk about um, it's it's factored into the the cocktail, the price of the drink or whatever, or the glass of wine. Now. What would you expect to pay for a glass of, of well, right. decent, nice, right. nice right. wine? Right. So it really, again, <clears throat> depends very much where you are. So Sicily is still pretty affordable. Um, it depend, you know, in Rome or Florence, you know, seven euros, six or seven euros for a nice bottle. So that would be about 10 or $12. For a bottle? No, for just for a glass. Oh, glass, good. Yeah. But if you're, if you're going to drink house wine, which we often did as well. I mean, we drank beautiful wine on this trip. I'm not going to pretend that we didn't. You know, we went to wonderful wineries and <laughs> just wait. <laughs> I would expect you to drink beautiful wine. But, you know, trip. for a half liter of house wine was often, you know, four euro. So $7 oh. for a half liter. Wow. You may not know where it was from. Goodness knows where it's but from. But it was decent. But always. it's always decent. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty much always decent. And so wine is so much, you know, water of life, very much. For, I know that's a Scots expression, but it's very much part of the Italian way of life. And so... To the daily way of life. Absolutely. So, you know, I really embraced that drink wine every day thing as part of my mantra. <laughs> When As in you Rome. Should. <laughs> That's right. Perfect. Do you have a preference? Our, our beautiful, fresh, beautifully balanced white? Our beautifully balanced, very affordable red? Uh, short answer no. Um, I tend, especially this time of the year, to lean towards white. So I really, really love the Planeta. Uh, it's just gorgeous and well balanced. And I know that the next sip I take is going to be. Uh, even better, because often as you just let this uh, glass sit, and I'm getting a little tipsy already, I'm actually going to enjoy that third or first sip even more. It's like it, it always just as it aerates, changes a little bit and de- deepens in flavor and you get more. And But they're both, I, I really, really find them both gorgeous wines. You bring the best wines to these. You think it was my job <clears throat> or something. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you to everybody for letting me re-experience Sicily because now all of those memories are just front and center in my brain. And every time I have a glass of Sicilian wine, I am right back there. And I think that that's the whole thing about the wine journey, right? right. Is that it's art and history and agriculture and, and the land. The land. It's always about the land. Ruth, I want to thank you for sharing it and for sharing your experiences and your colorful description of the places that you were and you visited. And um, these wines are just gorgeous. So I feel very privileged to enjoy them with you today. Well, maybe next time you can come with. Yes. I'm Ruth Blakely. I'm Caroline Schwabe. We'll talk to you the next time as we experience wine. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.